Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bags, the podcast for below average golfers by three below average golfers. My name is Owen Smith, and I am back, taking back the reins of this podcast. These hooligans just took over last time, and the Two Stooges episode was too much for me. I had to come back and take take back uh, take charge of the Bags podcast. No, glad that they were able to do that. Uh, great, great episode last week, guys. Um, I, I'm uh-huh. very proud of, of what you guys have done, and I think that if uh, I got hit by a train tomorrow, bags would carry on. So, very, very glad to to know let's, that that's. <laughs> let's pump those brakes a little bit, but we'll, we'll continue. Well, Thanks, yeah. Dad. At least I know that if I shut my uh, my finger in the car door, that you guys could take over for a couple weeks. But, anyways, um, that'll put everybody you on the think... shelf for a little bit, Owen. <laughs> You'll be laid up a little bit. Yeah, just a you. little bit. Just a little. Um, yeah, everybody, thanks for, for tuning in again. Golf season is is here. Um, no, not a lot of fun stuff going on in the professional golf world. Um, I think they had the, what, the Zerk Classic last weekend, and that's more of a, it's just a different kind of event. You guys clearly recap the, the RBC Heritage and everything that went on there. So uh, more, more this week on just our personal games and just talking about, just talking about golf like the below average golfers do. but um caleb how how are you doing tonight doing well you know glad to have you back uh felt felt a little off last week you know we we did our best but you know we're, we're better as a as a threesome so we are glad to, glad to have you back yes glad glad that it's us three for this one and and ready mm-hmm. to to get into it so um i i was thinking about saving it for the end but i figured we'd kick it off with the below average and above average golf moment since I teased uh, Teed's little below average golf moment uh, yeah. a little bit. So, so Teed, go ahead and get into it. Tell us why, uh, tell us why you're not able to be golfing right now. Thanks, Owen. Um, so <laughs> I, uh, yeah, so I, I got out in between last time we recorded and now once and, you know, I shot an 86, you know, which is around average for me, but swing felt great you know, striping irons. I was driving the ball like the best I've I've driven the ball in a while. Like I, I couldn't miss. And then promptly the next day, I decided to close my thumb at a car door. And <laughs> the, the amount of just absolute discomfort that that has caused me since, you know, it's beyond belief. It, it stinks, let me tell you. Um, yeah, so... I got my nail all busted up on my left hand, so I can't really grip a golf club without excruciating playing pain or just an excess of blood. So with that being said, I've, I've yet to play since then, kind of hoping no rust forms as a result. And um, yeah, really appreciate you kicking the show off with that little <laughs> tidbit. That's really awesome. <laughs> Thanks for that. And of of course, I'll, you know, once I am able to get out there, you guys will be the first to know in probably the next three to seven weeks. So, you know, it's, it's going to be great. Really happy. I yeah. kicked off the 2023 golf season with that. Um, and yeah, cool. Where, you know, dude, I hope are, you're, I hope you're really back. Going great. <laughs> I hope you're back before the bags trip. We only have, yeah, man. Me too. We only have eight weeks, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's really coming up on it. I, I'll be back by then. No need okay. to worry. I've, <laughs> I, I had X-rays done, nothing broken. Just uh, the big old dummy idiot teed 
really, really, uh, really kind of boned himself with that one. So, but that being said, that's my below average golf golf moment of the of the week, and uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep you guys posted and well informed. So again, thank you, Owen, for kicking the show off with that. Of course, uh, I. In all seriousness, I can uh, I can't relate to that specific scenario, but I know how just annoying it is when you have any sort of like finger or toe like Dude. just dinged up in any way. Like it feels yeah. I I'm just I'm convinced that it's a hundred times worse um, than than any other injury because it's just like you like you said nothing's broken and yeah. it's just like it's just it's, it's just, just more of the annoyance than anything and can't grip a golf club because you you just take for granted these little fingers and, and toes and, and how, uh, how used to them you get with just normal day activities. So Dude, it's, it's, it's like constantly having an eyelash stuck in your eye. Yeah. Like that's, that's yeah. what I'd equate it to, you know, it's just constantly annoying and nagging. It, it hurts pretty bad sometimes when I use it. So, you know, I, I think the, the sticks are on the shelf for at least the next week, at least, you know, if things start feeling better, if I can get through with some tape, then absolutely we'll, we'll go for that. But yeah, for right now, T's out of commission. Out of commission for now, but be, uh, be informed by the time that we make the trip up to Michigan and we'll have plenty of stories to tell uh, of the hundred percent healthy teed at that point. So looking yes. forward to that. Looking oh yeah. To Me that. too. Can't wait. Caleb, we've been, Indiana has been doing this very weird thing with us here in April where we've had days where it's almost 80 degrees and then we've had days like today where it's 30 degrees, 40 degrees. So our golf has been very kind of limited for what I would like in April. Uh, But I think that according to 18 birdies, you've been out at least some uh, in the past week or so. I know you talked about one of your rounds uh, on the last episode, but yeah, any, any above below average golf moments you have for us this week? Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, I, I do want to, you know, empathize with T a little bit. I have shut my car or shut my finger in a car door. Um, a couple years back, I, it like popped like blood was everywhere. Ugh, um, yeah. I was walking into church, which was hilarious in hindsight. Cause like, there's just blood everywhere in the parking lot. And like, I'm, I had to tell my sister like, Hey, run in and get me paper towels. Like, and I was still bleeding everywhere, like walking into the church, like going into the bathroom. So that was, that was pretty funny hindsight. It hurt pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> when, when it happened. Um, so T I, I feel, you know, I, I've been there. It's, it is not great. Yeah. Um, something that is great. Great though. Um, shout out to Scott. Um, I have lowered my handicap by almost a full point in the last four rounds. Let's go. So okay. I'm hoping that that trend um, stays around. Um, also, shout out to John Sherman, um, you know, and, and Lou Stagner, both of them, you know, kind of helping help me rein in my, my mental game a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that the combination of those three have definitely helped um, what my golf game looks like in the past, you know, two, two and a half weeks. Um, I was able to get out last week, um, played at Hawkstail in Greenfield, um, shot a 39, a three over 39, 
um birdied 17 which is a par three over water which i've never done before yeah um followed that up with a pretty bad bogey um on 18 but you know i i was satisfied with my round like i the shot that i hit um going into 18's green it was the shot that i needed to hit i just kind of pulled it a little bit um and got myself in a sticky you know situation on the back side of the green but you know Putting has been a lot better recently um, with a little bit of the, the tweak that I've made. Um, so that's, that's feeling, you know, feeling better. Um, it was funny because like there was a, a par five that I was into the wind, you know, I, it, the green's reachable and I was having my own little like Spieth and Greller moment, um, <laughs> you know, like on the shoulders, you know, and uh, I'd, I wanted to go five iron at first just to kind of put me right in front of the green. That way, you know, I can chip up something soft and, you know, hopefully give myself, you know, a good shot at birdie or whatever. Um, but then, you know, pulled out the four wood and was like, man, this is, this is like the go yardage for the four, for the four wood. And I'm like, man, do I do it? No, probably shouldn't. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right, I'm doing it and just pulled it um ended up slicing it into a tree on the right uh and then had to chip over water and then get up and down from there for par but you know being able to have confidence in myself to say hey we're gonna hit this like that's that's new so um i'm i'm really excited where my golf game is at right now and when where it could be you know in a couple weeks let alone a couple months yeah, man, that's April twenty fourth when we're recording this. A lot of a lot of golf ahead of us, and already seeing the the progress there. That's that's good. Um, one thing about Hawkstail eighteen, I just love that hole and and uh, scrambles because yeah. you can just cut those trees off and put yourself in a really good spot. That's a that's a yeah. fun one to to let loose a little bit on. But yeah, the there was a group ahead of us, so I didn't want to go full driver. Um, so I just use a four wood, hit it. I figured if it was going to draw a little bit, it would draw towards the hole and I'd be fine. Um, but if it had a little bit of a fade, I would still be stuck in the fairway, which ended up right in the middle. So um, that was that was nice to have. So it was kind of one of those either way I either way I do it, it's hopefully going to work out. But you know, as long as I get good contact, my ball's going to be fine. So um, yeah, that's definitely that's a good one for for outings for sure yeah it is yeah love it um yeah i've i've lowered my handicap as well um I'll, I'll get into my above average golf moments um i have had nine hole scores this season of 42 43 41 and 40 um not to mention i've had some other nine hole scores that were my <laughs> typical 40 45 to 50 53 or so um but i i at least have those to to hang my hat on um, I've lowered my handicap. I was to start the season. I think I ended the season at like a 19. I want to say last year. And according to 18 birdies, as of last round at 16.9. So lowest, uh, lowest my handicaps ever been, um, since I've started golfing, started keeping track of it, everything. Um, so really proud of that. Um, the low average golf moments and teed will probably fire back at me. I was telling them about it before. I got on here, but the past two 18 hole rounds that I have played, 
the first one I shot a 41 or a 40 on the front 53 on the back and then the last one 53 on the front and 41 on the back so I just can't put the I can't string together 18 holes but Teed was yelling yelling at me Teed what do you have to say you can't be thinking like that man the the fact of the matter is you know you're capable of getting getting those low scores you know if if you're down in the 40s don't put that kind of pressure on yourself to think you got to double back with another one. You know, if, if you're rolling great, but you're just playing with house money, you know, that that's the best way I can describe it. Don't try to go out there, be Superman, keep it up, keep playing smart. If you are, if start falling off the falling off the tracks a little bit, take your medicine, wear that seven, wear that eight, but just try to limit the damage. You know, yeah. don't, don't try to, don't try to make up for anything. Don't try to play hero ball. Just keep doing your thing and plugging away. And eventually, you know, that that higher nine will start to drop. So it, you got it. Don't think, don't, don't be too worried about the score out there. Yeah. Keep your mentals in check. Take care of your mentals, as Richard Sherman would say. Or no, who said that? Marshawn Lynch, one of them. I don't know. Just do your thing and it'll it'll all iron out. Yeah. No, it, it's good to see that. It's just a, it's a crazy swing between the two, um, which I'm trying to wrap my head around. But, um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm very proud of the progress that's been made. I was texting Scott this morning actually about it. I was just kind of telling him about everything, and he's like, and I, 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 I in the text I sent, I was like, on the hole or on the rounds or the nine holes where I shot, you know, the 40s and 41 and all that, like confident in my swing wasn't putting myself in bad position, wasn't taking any sort of penalties, like just wasn't a good spot on the other ones, wasn't confident in my swing, put myself in bad positions, mm -hmm. uh, ha had those penalties. So clearly I know what the root of the problem is. I'm not, I'm not denying that. Um, but, you know, going into, going into the fall and into the winter and all that with Scott, my biggest thing was uh, slicing the ball and putting myself in bad position specifically off of the tee. I have, for the most part eliminated that i've had a couple and i i know when i try to swing for the fences that's when i get myself in in the, the slicing trouble a little bit so mm -hmm. um i i know what to do I, I, and yes teed i need to need to take my medicine on those uh and just just play smart golf but caleb to your point about the mental game i feel a lot better um i care i care about my score but i care less about my scores um 100 yeah still Still battling that. I, I don't know if I'll ever get to a point where I can just go out there and not care about my score. I, I'm not sure if I'm capable of that or not. I'm sure I am if I really put my mind to it, but I don't know. I know John Sherman's big on that, but it's, it's just hard to do when you're, when Man, you're like, tracking score. I don't know. I think I could do it if, like, if you or, you know, if Evan was in town or dad, like, if you guys kept my score and, like, I just played golf. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that would be the only way that I personally could do it. Cause if I'm keeping track of my score, like I'm going to notice like, Oh man, I just made a double bogey there. Or like, yeah. Oh, I just made a birdie there. Like, you know, like I, I would have to have somebody else just keep my score. I would not be able to touch it. Like I would just literally just have to play golf. Yeah. Mm -hmm. at, yeah. At the end of the day, you're, you're still playing a sport. You know, you're still playing a right. game where the objective is to take as many as as least strokes as possible. So yeah, yeah. you're going to be worried about how you're playing and your score and everything else. But that being said, that can't be your number one priority. 
you know, it, no. if if your your swing feels good and you're putting, you're confident in your putting stroke, you know, it the score will follow. You know, uh, you, sure. you can't be, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think like I think part of the problem that I'm having right now is that I'm putting because I finally have done something about my game. Um, I'm putting a little more pressure on myself in some ways where I'm like, oh, I've done all this work. Like I need to lower my handicap or I'm, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like a weird, it, it sounds crazy, but like, to me, it's like, I put in all this time and effort and now, now it's go time. There's plenty of time left. So I'm not expecting myself to already be at like a 12 handicap or whatever it is right now. But it is like, it is hard sometimes to be like, well, the, the key to those rounds is not doing this and I am mm-hmm. doing this. So, um, right. yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it's an ongoing battle, but ultimately I do feel a lot better about it. I am able to kind of get that, that shorter term memory on certain things where it's like, okay, you know what? Like that, the round I was, the last round I was talking or the 40 or the 53 and then 41 on that 53, I started off the round with a, uh, started out the round with a nine on a par five. Like that's how I started the round. But, um, I was able to like, I mean, that could have went way more off the rails than it did. Mm-hmm. So especially at Highlands. Yeah. Especially. at Highlands. Yeah. Yeah. I think actually I started nine and then seven. So I went like four over three over quick. And then I started to started to figure a couple things out. And then Caleb on, on hole four, I put one into the water, um, the barn hole. Been there. So. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, and then I, I, I kind of picked it up whole five and on, I, I felt pretty good about my game. So, um, but yeah, I, hate I, that I, hole. I, that's the hole where I've almost had a hole in one. Uh, but other than that, I think, I think the only time I've hit the green on that hole was my near hole in one on that. That's I think the, the only time I've hit the green was when I hit it 20 yards to the right. It yeah. caught the hill and then rolled over the, like, in between the bunkers and like hit the green yeah i think that's probably that one of the only times i've ever hit that green in in regulation to to set the stage teed um it's downhill it plays or you know true distance is about 170 but it plays about 155 i think was what Mm -hmm. my um rangefinder had on it and there's water to the left and it's a pretty big pond to the left and then there's sand traps on the right um, yeah. But it's a beautiful looking hole. It's the hole that has a big old play. barn right behind the green yeah. that has been smacked multiple times. Pretty yeah. inviting. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's the it's the hole that uh, if you go to Highlands, you take a picture of and let people know that you're there. But um, but yeah, it, it it's I've been in a lot of trouble on it. But um, yeah, below average golf moments. I think. Oh, the I already threw out. Did I already throw a, above average golf moment? I don't know. Who knows? Listen, Apart from you, that you lowered your handicap. Oh yeah, that's the, right. Okay. Was yeah. there a specific shot? Maybe. Yes, there was. As uh, as like a a specific drive. Yes, there was a specific drive. So actually two, and they were back to back. So hole ten, I got a little risky, Caleb, and I took driver. Been and there. Yeah. Was you know twenty yards off the green if that. Did um, you catch the hill? Yeah, but then it, it, I kind of got caught in the the longer grass mm. on it. So it was. Like, I played in an outing um, one time where the grass was cut right there, so mm. I ended up on the green, um, and like I 
apologize because I was like, guys, like I, I am so sorry. Like I did not think I'd do that. And they were like, that was freaking awesome. Well, we were <laughs> right by our ball. I'm like, okay, okay, good, good. Yeah, no, my mine could have. Yeah, if it, I think if it was cut shorter, just with how, yeah, right. how things would have been. I think it could have rolled up there at least, uh, pretty close. But, um, so that felt good. And then, and that's a narrow, that's a narrow hole Tight. to begin with. So like to even be where I was was impressive. And then to follow that up, it's a. 280 yard par four Sounds on all right. the, but you can't see the green from the tee box at right. least I, I couldn't from the t- where the tee box was set up that time and we and i had a beautiful drive and then we get up to the hole and we're like where's the ball at and i was like oh god don't don't do this to me had to go check the <laughs> cup it's not there kind of looking around and next thing you know it's over the green so i was like all right so i got i caught that one pretty well so um again just speaking to the to the driver feeling a lot better about it uh just hoping that i can keep it together there but so when you first told me about like about you know this awesome drive on hole number 11 i don't know why that i immediately thought of hole 13 the par five like over the trees and i thought to myself like is he just messing with me like because i know if you cut those trees like you can take a lot off on that hole yeah but like did he, is he mess with me saying that he went over the green on this hole? Uh, but then I realized, okay, he said 11, 11. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that whole 13, I was to the, to the right on that one. So yeah, definitely not driving the green on that one, but anyways, yeah. no, I, I, I was truthful on that. I was truthful on that. But. Good deal. Um, any other below above average golf moments for you guys? I think we, we hit them all. Yeah. Good. Okay. Let's change the subject immediately. Okay. Sorry. Sorry, T. Yeah, T. At least yours was slamming your thumb and not losing to your wife or girlfriend or fiance. So that's, that's pretty true. cool. True. Could always be worse. True. Could always could <laughs> always have that happen. Could always have that happen. Um, one thing that we've been noticing, and Caleb, you sent it the other the other day, um, is that more and more there are these golf balls that they're not just the traditional plain white golf balls anymore. You have triple track you have uh the, the new one is erc is that how they say it erc mm-hmm. soft uh the callaway ball now that has what they call the fade 360 i think is what they're calling that um you have the the Strixon divide you have the uh tp5 picks you have all of these different ones and even like an hour before recording this podcast sounds like kirkland is coming out kirkland the costco uh they're coming Whoa. out with a, with a yellow ball <laughs> Um, so probably capture more audience at those, those Costco stores, um, by, by having the yellow ball out there. Um, but just wanted to have a discussion cause I saw it from my golf spy on Twitter and they had kind of been talking a lot about this and their prediction is that before long plain white golf balls are going to go extinct. And I just wanted to, to get your guys opinions on, uh, do you play any sort of ball to that with triple track or the, the fade or whatever it may be on it? Um, and do you think that eventually just the traditional white ball uh, is going to going away? So, Teed, I'll start mm-hmm. off with you. Um, do you play any sort of gimmick, not gimmick ball, but what do they call them? <laughs> Training aids? I don't know. Like, what's the? Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better no. term, it's a gimmick. Like, yeah. Whether so- whether you use it as a training aid or whether you use it just to read 
you know, the ball itself, like sure. or if that's how you mark the ball is what's already on there. Like I I'm fine with calling it a gimmick. Yeah. So, you know, look and feel are very important things as it relates to golf, right? Like we talk about the sound of a driver, the, how irons feel, even, you know, how hard or soft a golf ball feels. Do those things actually make a, is one better than the other? No, because it's a feel thing. It's a look thing. Whatever fits your eye the best is what you tend to gravitate towards. Do I think that, you know, the the training aids as far as the divide or as far as, you know, the picks, like as it rolls, does will that drop strokes off your game? Ultimately, by itself, no. But if you feel more confident with that ball, that's a that's a tangible thing that you can then placebo. be able yeah bingo like that's you know the placebo the control you know how that being said you know they're you know i know vice that's kind of a, a brand that's taken off pretty recently they're always coming out with cool crazy colors like splatter and all that other kind of thing and that's attracting a lot of pretty young golfers with yeah, all that quick, being said quick yeah. thinking about the splatter ball that's my mm-hmm. hole in one ball so it is your whole one ball. So yeah. I won't disparage the splatter. Um, yeah, thank you. With with that being said, like, is it cool? Yeah. Like, is white the best color for a golf ball? <clears throat> Probably not. Like, it, a white ball is kind of hard to find. Like, what a neon yellow. Like, I like playing yellow balls. They're easier to find. That's just what I kind of feel. You know, there's you know a lot of the you know Strixon and Callaway. They got a lot of very bright vibrant color things going on and you see them played a lot with that being said though like honestly i for my look and feel uh, i think a plain white golf ball with an alignment stripe that's kind of where i'm most comfortable strictly because that's what i've kind of always played you know like i i don't have a triple track putter so the triple track you really can't get the optimal use out of it um does the picks or you know the Callaway equivalent like the soccer ball looking balls do do those look cool when they're rolling yeah but is it kind of wonky when you're standing over your tee ball a little so yeah. I, I don't it's all a look or a feel thing I think you know there will always be the white golf ball I don't think we'll ever hit a critical mass where more golfers will demand a funky looking ball I don't think that's going to happen yeah, yeah. there will always be a white ball but is it fun to shake it up and play something different every now and then yeah i think that's all right whatever you feel like playing whatever looks the best to you go for it i don't think there's any shame in playing a, a wonky looking ball you know no i mean if anything it uh, it just adds to the um to the if you have these different varieties within a group it's easier to identify your ball um yeah. or or even just like going out to the golf course like i know that you know, when I go out there and I hit it to an opposite fairway or whatever may happen, um, I know that it's a lot more <laughs> easier to identify, you know, someone's asking, well, what ball are you playing? Well, it's triple track and it's, you know, it's Chrome Soft X and it's Callaway and it's this number. Like there's more, more ways to identify a ball now, um, mm-hmm. which, which helps out and maybe you can see it more. Or, I don't know, may pop out more. Um, so, so for that, that sense, it helps out as well. Um, but Caleb, I feel like you have a, a take brewing over here uh, before I get into my whole spiel. Yeah. I mean, I kind of what Evan said, like, I don't think we'll ever see the white golf ball go away. 
there's kind of like how, you know, baseball has its traditionalists. Mm -hmm. I think there's always going to be those traditionalists, probably myself included, that I just can't rid of can't get rid of a golf ball. Like the first thing I think of when I think of golf ball is white. Like, you know, it is what it is. Now, have I played yellow in the past? Yes. Like, do I like, you know, the different markings or whatever that the the Truvis can give us with Callaway, you know, with the flag on there? Absolutely. Like I've, you know, those little ball identifier stickers that you can get at Golf Galaxy or Dicks, like I've put those on there. So like it's all – I it kind of brings out your personality if there's something on it, right? Like, I I told you guys, I sent it in the group message, like, I, I like the the red and the blue um, for these new ERC softs, like, but that's also because I'm a patriotic person and, you know, I love red, white, and blue. So, if I can get both of those on there, like, in a meaningful way or in a purposeful way and it doesn't look goofy, I'm probably going to try it. Like, I just, that's just who I am as a person. Now, you know, some people really like the skull and crossbones that you can get the stickers in, or they really love a yellow ball or, you know, whatever it is, even if it's a yellow max fly that says, you know, tell your mom, thanks for last night. Like it's, it's still, (laughs) it brings out your personality, but I, I don't ever see us getting rid of a plain white golf ball. Like, I don't know. Could you see. I don't know. Justin Thomas playing one of those tricks on balls that's split colored. <laughs> like no. it's not going to happen. No. Like he's yeah. they they'll probably go as far as like the the picks balls from Taylor made, but I don't mm-hmm. see I mean as long as Tyler or uh Tiger's a a Bridgestone person, like Bridgestone isn't going <laughs> to change their ball. Stamped. Yeah. Stamped yeah, Bridgestone stand Titleist. I mean, is Titleist ever going to change their ball from either white or yellow, probably not. So now I could be wrong. I they'll knowing my luck, they'll probably release something tomorrow that's right. super wonky. But like, I don't know. I just I don't think the white golf ball is going away anytime soon. Yeah, I think it would take I mean it would take a lot for it to completely go away. I do think that there could reach a point where I don't know. I don't think they could reach. I don't think it could reach a point to getting to the level where it's like even close to the majority having, or even 50%. Like I, I think that there's so many golf balls out there and there's so many options, like even just like the cheap options. Like the thing about most of these balls is, I mean, most of them are at least from, from what I know, or at least what I've seen, like most are still, not the most expensive balls, but I mean, not, they're not like they still make the Wilson golf balls that you can buy like a hundred of them for like 20 bucks. And like you're, you're below average golfer may go in there and just buy whatever golf ball on the shelf without doing their research or whatever. Um, and so like those balls will always be out there. Um, mm-hmm. I do think that there's definitely going to be a trend upwards though, because there's so many of these new options with triple track and, now the the fade, which I like the fade a lot more in triple track personally. Um, I wish mm-hmm. I could yeah. do that. The, I the will probably end up sending Verska a message asking if if that ball is a ball that could probably, or the, if that's a ball that could be played 
similarly to the XLS that he recommended. Yeah, I mean, they. I think that they should definitely put that design into the XLS or X or just the normal Chrome Soft. Like, I, I really like the look of that one. Um, the triple track, like to your point, Teed, was... I mean, I have the triple track, but I don't have a triple track putter. Um, mm-hmm. The reason I have triple tracks, surprisingly, or maybe not surprising, if you've heard about my golf game, it's not necessarily for the training aid. It's more, I, I like the look of it. And I like, again, that kind of identity to it where I know that it's a triple track. I also got a hell of a deal on CallawayGolf.com. <laughs> hell of yeah. a deal on CallawayGolf.com. So. Um, if you're in the market for four dozen, uh, four dozen golf balls for the price of three, go ahead and check out our link in the, the description below and, and shop some Callaway. But, um, yeah, I, I think that that 360 fade could be something that is used more with, uh, any putter because it's, it's a lot, it's not as subtle necessarily, but it's like, it's not triple track and it matches up with your putter. Like there's no 360 fade putter with Callaway or Odyssey or whatever it may be. Um, so with that said, I think it's more inviting to those that play different brands of putters and all of that as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's good ultimately like hell, even when I started buying golf balls just a couple of years ago, like picks was the first one on the market. I feel like maybe, maybe Truvis, like, there were not many. I think Truvis started it, maybe. Yeah. I feel like Truvis started it and then Picks jumped on shortly yeah. after. So it's like it's I mean, that's within the last five years or so. Like it's it's a relatively new thing, but you're seeing all of these different brands have them and and all of that. Um, not that Titleist is the end all be all for for golf balls, but they have a huge market share. And I'm on their website right now, and there is not an option for anything other than a yellow ball and white ball. Mm-hmm. Like there's not a, so that 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 just tells you that the biggest brand in golf, arguably, um, at least from from what I've seen, they they have a lot of uh, still just the traditional white and white and yellow golf balls there. So just just something to be said there. But so I don't think it's going to be extinct, but I think it is going to um, definitely going to change things up, and I, and I, I'm personally excited for it. But I'll say this: I do not like the Sirxon Divide. I think that is no. the one golf ball that I, I yellow and I've seen well, yellow see, and orange. Like, dude, no chance. That's tough. That's that's the kind of ball you get a sleeve. You get a sleeve of them just to like put around with. You know, like that. Yeah, that's probably a helpful training aid. Can you game those on the golf course? That for sure not. Right. Like no, there, man. there's not a chance you can hit a golf shot with looking down at that ball. I no, 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 I can't, I can't, I could not. Yeah. I don't think I could look down and see the ball, like, like the line being like yeah. crooked and then try to line Ugh. up my face with it. Ugh, what does yeah. it look like when you hit it? Like, can, can you even see it? You know, like it's just yeah, going great, <laughs> just blinking into the distance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I couldn't do it. I, I mean, even with the triple track, like I position the ball so the triple track's not facing me. Yeah. I just, I, when I'm specifically when I'm driving the ball, cause I just, I don't know, like I just like to stand up and, and see the white ball and just hit that triple mm-hmm. track. Again, it's, it's, it's less about needing the, the aid, uh, to more and just more about I got a good deal and it looks cool. So, um, 
But yeah, I mean to to see that Kirkland's rolling out with the yellow ball. I might play yellow they're, ball when I'm older. Dude, they're gonna they're gonna sell a hundred percent more golf balls now that they oh came out God. with yellow. Think <laughs> about the Costco. average. Oh, that's boy. what I mean. Think about the average dude you see walking around in Costco. That's a guy who plays the yellow golf. Oh yeah. You know, like oh, just yeah. God, did they nail that? Oh, <laughs> they're gonna they get four dozen for twenty five bucks. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. They should have rolled out with that one. Like that should have been their original yeah. golf ball. And then finally they rolled out the white one. But um, yeah, I'm excited to, to see those around. I don't, I don't think I'm going to buy them, but <clears throat> it, it, maybe my, uh, I'll, I'll get some from my grandpa or something like that. Um, Cause I know he's, he, he loves the yellow golf ball, but oh yeah, uh, he's never played, never played the Kirkland uh, white ball, which makes sense. So uh good deal well are you t do you have anything in the bag you're changing this year with the golf ball or you stick into the normal white ball uh for this year i think i'm sticking with the normal white ball for now right. for now wait which till i run out of the ones that i bought last season and then then we'll reconsider yeah, yeah how many did you buy last season uh crap ton yeah okay. i went yeah <laughs> I, I went all out last year and I, I didn't play as much as I wanted to. So we got, we still got a couple of boxes laying around. Yeah. So I'll, I'll start the countdown. I really hope that 48 golf balls last me a while. Yeah. That's I a, really that's hope. A, yeah. I really hope <laughs> Teed, it could go quick. Oh, it could I, go real quick. Believe you me. Yeah. But I'm starting I, the countdown here live on the podcast. I will announce formally when all 48 balls uh, are, are out of the rotation uh, for, for the original purchase here in, uh, in April, 2023. So hoping that be, I can uh, still be down to like my last three by the end of the season, but the, there's a yeah. lot of golf to be played. Break this out the last great. sleeve on the 18th hole of your last round of the year. <laughs> Probably put two of them in the water or something. <laughs> this this uh, will be a very, very interesting space to watch. Yeah, this was, I like this a lot. Yeah, it was. I I went through three on the last round, but one of them was because it got scuffed. It got scuffed up on a, mm. a either cart path. I don't know what happened with it. Um, and I lost. I lost one into the the pond, and um, or maybe I only lost one, and the scuffed up one happened. So still have plenty of golf balls left. Um, I've been better about not losing them, but the countdown starts now. So. Again, I'll, I'll announce to the pod listeners when uh, uh, when I run out of the 48 and have to make another purchase of that. But again, hell of a deal if you guys want to go to it on uh, CallawayGolf.com. Uh, just go down to our uh, link in the description below. Anyways, uh, last topic? I don't know. We'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, I, I, I've been introduced to a couple different ways to start competing on the golf course. Uh, so I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, your favorite ways to compete on the golf course and just the different options that are becoming available with the introduction of the the virtual world um, mm-hmm. via 18 birdies and, and options like that. Uh, so, Teed, I'll start off with you. I know you play a lot of solo golf, but when you're not mm-hmm. playing solo golf, what's your favorite way to compete out on the golf course? So, ver- so okay, I'll preface it with this. Have I played all the types of golf that I would like to No, like it'd be really cool to be able to get out with some people and do like an alternate shot or like a you know what's that game called I, I know you did a pretty cool special on it Wolfhammer something like that 
Something yeah, like that, that, yeah. That, that would be fun. Like to get really in the weeds in an obscure game and really just own it. That be your thing with your boys. That being like, that'd be awesome. That being said, though, like nothing beats a good match play. You know, if it's just you and one of your buddies out there, you don't got to worry about the course. You just got to worry about beating your friend. And that's, you know, that's the way the game honestly was intended to be played competitively. And there's no shame in it. You know, sure. Are you using the score for your handicap? No. Can you still keep track? Kind of. But, you know, if it's between, you know, if who's buying beer at the end of the round is up for, if, if that's what you're playing for, there, there's nothing much better than match play, honestly, especially if you're around the same caliber golfer, you're not worried about strokes or anything like that. It's a fun time. Yeah. yeah. That being said, I, I don't have any friends in Michigan. So I play <laughs> a lot of just <laughs> solo. Let's see what we're doing today. Well, <laughs> he plays a that, lot that's of left shoulder where versus I'm right at. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ball one versus ball two. I've, uh, I've done that before, though. Title, Titleist versus Callaway. You get out there, you know, yep. there's nobody out there. You get two brands of balls going at it. You play two shots, and then you go from there. That's pretty fun. Double yeah. the golf. No, that's that's fun way to to think about it. I've I've always had a had trouble playing two balls, um, mostly because I don't want to chase one in the right right side of the. <laughs> you know, again, opposite fairway and then go find one on the left side. Cause I'm just not super consistent there, but, um, but no T good news. There are different ways to compete. Even if you don't have friends uh, in Michigan, oh, because something it. that I was introduced to this week, um, by one of my, one of my friends is that 18 birdies has, some, I don't know how they do it. And we can debate like everything that goes on with it. We've tried to get the 18 birdies people on the podcast, uh, been denied so far, but that's okay. The bags team is still growing. Um, hopefully that happens. Ho- hopefully that happens one day, but, um, I guess that there's a way that you can set up a tournament where virtually everybody like me, you and Caleb could be playing three separate courses, but still competing against each other. And it doesn't even have Whoa. to be at the same time. So we Whoa. could set up a tournament or like a, a season where you have certain amount of 18 or nine hole rounds and i'm assuming you know personal handicaps and course handicaps are all woven into this formula and next thing you know you are competing in some either season long race or in a in a tournament or whatever it may be even though you're not playing the same courses so hmm. could you ever see yourself doing that teed cuz cuz i have my own thoughts on it I mean, yeah, I think that's a pretty cool way to stay connected, see what your boys are doing, be able to, you know, is it, would I put any money on it? I think there's, there's gotta be something kind of wonky going on with that. I don't know if I'd necessarily believe it. I don't know, but that's really cool. I like it. I like the idea of it. I should say that because obviously we haven't utilized that, but moving forward guys, I think we could, we can look into that. I know. I think that'd be a fun way because you know Caleb and I can can definitely find time to to play together and and all that. But I mean, there's only there's very few opportunities we can come out to Michigan or you come down to Indiana. So yeah, interested to see if we can get that um, fired up. But my only thing is, and so I I have been invited into this league and it's kind of in a trial run right now with with the group that did kind of start it up. My only problem with it is is 
because my scores are so like I can shoot a 40 and shoot a 53. I'm mm-hmm. afraid that I go shoot a 40 or, you know, go shoot, go have the round of my life. And because it's virtual, people are going to accuse me of something. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. there's just that component of it where it's like, yeah, you know what? I don't play my best golf all the time, but when I do play good golf, I can shoot low forties or, you know, I could, if I piece together a round, I could shoot in the eighties, but that doesn't always happen. But if I'm having a really good day and no one's there to see it, it's like getting that hole in one solo. It's like, there's, yeah. there's just that onset of fear. Like you almost, you almost don't want to have too good of a round. Cause then is it too good to be true for the other people? Mm-hmm. And are you going to be the one that's accused of cheating? You know, golf is just so weird. So weird in that way that it's like, I, I don't want to be accused of that. I don't want to go through the drama again T, what you were saying. Like you can't put, uh, if you're going to do it, you can't put money. On it. There has to be yeah. like, you know, maybe a There's trophy that. or something like stupid. Yeah. Right. But you cannot be like, Hey, everybody put in 20 or $50. And, uh, yeah. at the end, everybody, like, you know, whoever wins wins. Like there's, there's some things that can go on and accusing that can happen. So that, that's my only a, hesitation with it. You're very deeply based in the honor system there. You know? <laughs> so you got to really trust the bros you're playing with. And yeah. I, I have you guys, come on. I, I trust you in a, oh, in yeah. an arena like that. That of being course. said, you know, yeah still yeah that's hard it's It's, uh, i mean i i would have full trust in you guys just like i have full trust in caleb hitting 400 yard drive (laughs) right like it's just (laughs) stuff like that where it's like caleb like and also like we're we're always joking with him but it's like caleb does this really fun and cool thing and drives at 350 but then you and i are just chirping him instantly like oh Oh, and all this like it's the same thing that oh you shot an 80 when the other day you just shot a 93 like it's just that stuff right where it's mm-hmm. like again you don't want to have too good of a round and next thing you know you're being accused of, of all this so that, that's my only hesitation caleb what do you think about the whole virtual concept yeah i think it'd be tough for sure um i don't think you could have money like you guys said like i don't I mean, because ideally, especially on 18 birdies, like I could go in there right now, start around, say I was there, track my shots and just do that for an hour and 45 minutes. And I have an entire scorecard like with shots, with, you know, obviously chips and putts like. I could have a legit full round and not leave the couch. Mm-hmm. So, like, what would be, like, how would you verify that, you know, apart from just the honor system, that that happened? Well, so, that would be birdies, that'd be tough. There there are, like, 18 birdies through the witchcraft and Big Brother watching, you know, like, there are verified versus unverified rounds, right? So, I would hope yeah. if you're playing, like, in one of these de facto leagues or whatever competitions – that they would only take verified rounds, right? Because that's when you're actually playing and it keeps track of time and your location and all that kind of stuff. I think, right. I'm assuming, I, I by no means yeah, you're a probably programmer. Right, you when know? you're on it, you're, I mean, it's GPS tracking you to you know, show you your distance, distances and all that. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that's what kind of leads to verified rounds. If, if they would come on the podcast, we could ask them. But think, yeah. Hmm. You know. hmm. Huh, interesting. Hmm. Um, one day yeah one day one day we'll get them but 
Uh, I, I did think it was an interesting concept. I do. I think it'd be cool if eventually like, you know, Arcos or shot scope or like those systems where it's like tracking your data, if that could yeah. somehow integrate into a system so that there is that integrity even more to like, okay, this, this showed, you know, this showed every time that you swung a golf club, like the putting is the only thing I think that would maybe be weird on that, but you get the data from the swings on you know on all your clubs so um you know the, 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 there's stuff like that that could make it a little more accurate or put a little more again integrity into it so um caleb what's your favorite way to compete on the golf course um mine's just straight up stroke play i it's something about like trying you know obviously you're trying to beat the course you know, you're trying to beat par, you're trying to beat yourself, you know, you're trying to beat your buddy, um, whether you're given strokes or not. Like I, you know, when we were down in Brown County and, you know, on the 18th hole, like I still needed to beat you by two strokes or whatever it was one stroke to like, you know, have the victory, even though like I was giving you strokes and like that, that's what keeps me competitive in it. Cause like, in in match play like i'm not against match play by any means but you know if if you get you know or if i get unlucky we'll call it, if i get unlucky on a couple tree breaks here and there for four holes in a row and you beat me on those four holes like the match is next to over yeah for the average golfer but for the below average golfer like if you start out you know down four like that's going to be one heck of a ride to get it back up, which it can happen for sure. But like, I don't know, as opposed to, okay, yeah, I got an eight, you know, six, four, nine. Well, like you still have the opportunity to get higher numbers and I can just chip away, you know, strokes, you know, two at a time, one at a time, whatever it is. So like, I just, I will always try to shoot for stroke play in some fashion you know, whether, you know, if we're playing in a twosome, maybe we do alternate shot stroke play or, you know, even if it's a scramble, like you're still, it's still a stroke and then you're not, you know, getting way behind or way ahead to the point where, okay, we're on the sixth hole and the match is finished. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's fun to say, yeah, I beat you, you know, on the six, like we didn't even take it to the distance. But at the same time, like, what do you do for the next three holes? Yeah. Like, nothing. Like, I don't yeah. – so I don't, I'm always just going to be a fan of stroke play just because it's, it's universal. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stroke play is, uh, is fun. I think it can get tricky when the – like, Caleb, that one year we did the bags, uh, the bags league, and – somehow your handicap was non-existent like there was just no handicap based on whatever we did there and like it just it turned out to like you're playing with guys that you're probably four or five strokes better than but you're giving up like eight to ten strokes to them like it was just it was just weird just weird how like yeah. that all <laughs> that all turned out but um so it can be frustrating but but yeah, I mean, I'm 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 getting more into the different games on the course. Um, Caleb, we we've done you know some of them. Um, I played with you know different different groups and have played different you know wolf and, and games like that. Um, that can be fun as well. But 
Caleb T or T Caleb and I are getting involved in a little, little competition this summer. Uh, it's going to be Caleb and I versus a couple of our, couple of our buddies. So, uh, hoping to talk about, about five victories or so, right, Caleb? Heck yeah. Yeah, for sure. A sweep would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen. One (laughs) one of the, one of the guys is a big, uh, big live fan. So just got to stand up for the PGA tour or something like that. Maybe a little bit. Little chip on my shoulder. Um, so and then the other's my brother in law, so I've just gotta gotta give it to him too. But anyway. Well, lucky for the live guy, you know, your rounds are worth about the same as a live round. So true. That's for, that's cool. <laughs> Very true. Very true. I get the same OWGR points as Cameron Smith and Dustin Johnson. Feels good. Feels good. But Good deal. Well, boys, it's been a great episode. Uh, we had more to get to, but we're going to wrap it up because there are plenty more of these bags podcasts to happen. So um, any last words that you guys have before we wrap this one up? Be careful when closing car doors. <laughs> Be very careful. Very I, careful. Very careful. Coming, and of course, it's absolutely the two stooges that have done it. <laughs> like, Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm not saying anything because I don't want to be the next. So, thank you everybody I, for listening. <laughs> I will say that was probably one of the worst things, worst amounts of pain that I've felt in my entire life. So it's the worst thing ever. Yes, it's it was just bad. keep me in your thoughts, keep me in your prayers. I'll yes. get through it. Tease and peace to to, to the, yeah. tease tease and peace. <laughs> Pray for Teed on Twitter, everybody. Uh, everybody, thanks for listening. Speaking of Twitter, follow us at Bags Golf. Uh, looking forward to doing more of these. Let's get the weather to warm up out here in the Midwest. It's May next week. So much golf ahead of us. And everybody, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I said. I'll tell you all the story about the joker and the thief I said.